Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome! Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 26th of June. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast presented as always by our title sponsor of everything, Zaslow Show 2.0, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. That also includes the newest episode of It's Still Real to Me, which dropped yesterday afternoon. You could still go catch up on it. Yes, we did a little bit of a Forbidden Door preview. Forbidden Door AEW was last night, but otherwise, we still hit on all the huge stories 
from this week in the world of pro wrestling, so it is not quite dated yet. You can go back and check out this week's episode of It's Still Real to Me, wherever you're listening to your Blue Wire podcast. I appreciate that, of course, and also It's Still Real to Me, like everything Zaslow Show 2.0 is presented by our title sponsor, Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys. All right, glad to start the week here with you guys. We're going to have a fun show today. You know, the Marlin fan, you're in for a treat today. Marlin fans going to get some love as we're going to get into it. We're going to get into the Marlins right now as they are 11 games over 500. They just took three out of four at home against Pittsburgh. Real, I mean, by Marlin standards, but really good home crowds this weekend. Jessica Blaylock, our friend from Bally Sports, she's going to join us. We'll do some Marlins with her. We'll check in with her. We love having her on the program. So we're going to sit down with her. We'll do some Marlins there. We'll whet your appetite for a little Miami Marlins baseball. Now, over the weekend, let's give you a little update. I was a bachelor this weekend. That's right. My, my younger son was at my mother's for the weekend. So he was with the grandparents. My older son was in Fort Myers for the weekend with my wife. They were at uh, a soccer ID camp at Florida Gulf Coast University. That apparently went really well. So, your boy was on his own this weekend. So, I got to catch up on some movies. Here's what I watched this weekend. I've been wanting to see this. I, like, I saw the previous one. Me and my older son, we like the weird slash horror movies. And so, have you ever heard of this movie starring Alexander Skarsgård? It's called Infinity Pool. Alexander Skarsgård, you may know him. He's he's uh, Pennywise in the It movies. He also was Lucas Matson in the final season of Succession. So he stars in this Infinity Pool. And I normally like these kind of movies, these weird movies. And I, I was expecting this movie. I don't know. It, it's I mean, it's crazy. This movie's crazy. But I thought I was going to really like it. I don't know. I got kind of bored with it. Like, I really enjoyed the first half of Infinity Pool. The second half of it, I don't know. I thought it was kind of a letdown. So, if you've seen Infinity Pool, hit me up at Zaslow Show on Twitter. You could always hit me up there with anything you want to talk about. Or where I'm an influencer on Instagram, of course. At Zaslow J. So, I didn't love Infinity Pool. And it's interesting because I saw the Rotten Tomato scores for Infinity Pool. It was like 85% certified fresh with the media score. And the audience score was like 53%. So, the audience, like half like and half don't. I think I was on the side of half don't. I wasn't really into it. Now, Saturday night, I'm getting ready. Excuse me. I'm getting ready to go to bed. I'm flipping through the channels, you know, something to watch, maybe something I could kind of ignore and then fall asleep to. And what do you know? One of the all-time greatest movies was on. That's right. Top Gun Maverick. And it's just the star. Like, all right. This is what we're doing for the next two hours. I I hadn't seen it since I saw it the first time in the theaters. Now, we all know I've never seen the original Top Gun. I'm never going to watch the original Top Gun. Number one, I have no interest. And number two, after seeing Top Gun Maverick, there's no reason for me to see the original Top Gun. There's no way it's as good as Top Gun Maverick. It's There's no way, unless Top Gun is one of the greatest films ever made, which it's not. It's not going to be better than Top Gun Maverick, which is one of the greatest films ever made. It's one of the best movie-going experience I ever had, Top Gun Maverick. And I watched it again in bed Saturday night, loved it again, 
That movie is freaking awesome. I love that movie. Oh, but Zazzle, you're not going to understand it. You're not going to understand this. You're not going to understand... I understood the movie perfectly fine. Get over yourself. It ain't complicated. I will never watch the original Top Gun, especially after having seen what is obviously the far superior Top Gun Maverick. So I'll watch Top Gun Maverick as well. Now, finally, I saw another movie this weekend. I went to the movie theater, went to the Aventura movie theater, which used to be my go-to movie theater. Haven't been there, because I grew up in Aventura. Haven't been there in 20 years. I saw it with my son and my mom. That's right. I, I went to the movies on Saturday afternoon with my mother. My younger son and my mother. And not only did I go to the movies, uh, my, my wife. I, I, I didn't think it's that big a deal. My wife and my older son were making endless fun of me. Because I had a bachelor weekend. Yes. I had a bachelor weekend. And on Saturday afternoon, I went to the movies with my mother. Let alone my son was with us. But I went to the movies with my mother to see a cartoon. Okay. Now, when you phrase it like that, when you... I didn't think there was anything wrong with this. When you spell it out like that, that I had a bachelor weekend, and I chose to go to the movies with my mother to see a cartoon. I'm 42 years old. When you spell it out like that, okay, I could see how maybe you think that, uh, you know... I could see you making a little bit of fun. But my younger son was with us. So we saw the movie Elemental. It's the newest Pixar movie. Excellent movie. Excellent movie. Loved it. And But I will say this about the theater at Aventura. That used to be my go-to movie theater. It was state-of-the-art. You had the stadium seating. What a great theater. And the theater's perfectly fine. But can I just throw this out there? Can the Aventura Mall put a little bit... Can AMC put a little bit of money into that theater and maybe do a few upgrades? Because what was state-of-the-art 25 years ago is no longer state-of-the-art. Like, it's nice that you have the stadium seating, but the seats don't recline. These are the same seats that were there 25 years ago. And how do I know this? Well, because when we're walking in the theater, my mother, she turns the, you know, to make sure that we're going to sit in the right seats. She turns the flashlight on her phone, which, let me tell you something. You don't want the lights on in these movie theaters. She turns the flashlight on her phone. Oh my God, these seats are old and they're stained and they're dirty and I was going to vomit all over the seat. Turn that flashlight off. You don't want to do that in a movie theater. You, you are happy. You Ignorance is bliss in that spot. You don't want to know what you're sitting on. And now I knew what I was sitting on. And it was, it was very upsetting. But can AMC and Aventura Mall, can you put a little bit of money into that theater? Can you get some fresh new seats? Can you get some seats that recline? Can you do something? So, that's what I did this weekend. Saw a few movies. Watched a lot of wrestling. AEW last night, AEW Forbidden Door. I thought it was an excellent show. Osprey, Omega, what a match. One of the greatest matches I've ever seen. Alright, so... That's what we had going on over the weekend. Alright, fine. I saw a cartoon of my mother on Saturday afternoon. What the hell's a big deal? Hey, we're going to talk some NBA here. We're going to talk Miami Heat. Damian Lillard watch before we get Jessica Blaylock on the program here. But first, I got to tell you guys. Hey, Water Cleanup of Florida. One of our great sponsors on Zaslow Show 2.0. My boys, the Greensteins. 
If you got a leak in your home, you don't know where it's coming from, I'm sending it to Water Cleanup of Florida. These are family friends of mine, but forget about that. Water Cleanup of Florida has over 60 years of combined experience to prepare all types of leak detection issues 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 954-900-8635. You're going to get immediate assistance from Water Cleanup of Florida. My favorite part, no need to bring in other contractors. They're handling the entire project from start to finish. Serving the entire Tri-County area, Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties, Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Or go to WCUFL.com. Check out more than 80 five-star reviews on Google if you'd like. 954-900-8635, Water Cleanup of Florida. We clean up your schmutz. So, Damian Lillard causing a little bit of a stir on Friday, right? Was this third? I think this was on Friday. So, you know, we had the draft on Thursday night. Then, of course, we talked about all that stuff that happened on Friday morning. We got free agency, which begins, I believe, on Friday this week. But now, what happened on Thursday at the draft was exactly what you wanted if you're a Heat fan. You wanted the Blazers to not only keep the number three, like you went two for two, essentially. You wanted the Blazers to keep the number three overall pick as opposed to trading it for a veteran who could help Damian Lillard right now. That was one for one. And then you went two for two when the Hornets took Brandon Miller at number two and the Blazers took Scoot Henderson. Now, Scoot Henderson's going to be awesome. But Scoot Henderson plays the same position as Damian Lillard. And in order for Scoot Henderson to be awesome, he needs the ball in his hands. Damian Lillard has the ball in his hands. So, you went two for two if you're a Heat fan. And then on Friday, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard was in the club, I believe in France, right? Damian Lillard was in the club. He's on IG Live. Coincidence? He's on Instagram Live. And playing in the background at this club slash restaurant, whatever it is, playing in the background is Will Smith. Welcome to Miami. Bienvenido a Miami. Coincidence? Now, it created such a stir on social media that Damian Lillard's agent then came out and released a statement. Damian Lillard's agent, Aaron Goodwin, Chose to address the IG Live video in the club. Damian Lillard is chilling. Will Smith's Miami. That's right. Got that going on in the background. We're all excited about it. And Damian Lillard's agent says, quote, Damian's not disrespectful. He's not an instigator. The music was just a coincidence. Okay. Okay. Now, it's not like he posted the video. He was on IG Live. Can't do anything about it. You know, if he's recording a video and that comes on, you don't have to post it. This was IG Live. Did he start the IG Live when that was playing? I don't know. But here's the thing. And we're really lucky here in Miami that this doesn't happen to us, especially with the heat, where we have to sit around and we're just we're in this waiting game. What's Damian Lillard going to do? Is he going to want out? Where you're sitting around waiting for millionaire athletes to break your heart. That, like, I do have empathy for the Blazer fan. That sucks. Sucks. We've only had to, been th- we've only had to go through it one time, and that was with LeBron, and it 
was not fun. And that's what the Blazer fan is going through right now. Where every day, the Blazer fan is just checking checking Wojnarowski and Shams and Chris Haynes. Is today the day that Damian Lillard breaks my heart? It sucks. So that's... And... and I would hope that it wasn't on purpose what da- that Damian Lillard did that. And the agent coming out and putting that out there. I mean, do these guys know what they're doing? Or was it just a coincidence? It sucks if you're a Blazer fan. Because then it's like, why is he fucking with me? Like, this is really important to me. Why is he messing with me? Now, should we care so much? I mean, it's, it's just sports. Should we care this much? You know debatable but the fact is we do care and blazer fans are super upset or sad when they see a post like that and Damian Lillard doesn't seem like the type that is trying to troll trying to mess with them but I I do have empathy for the blazer fan because that shit ain't fun just hoping that Damian Lillard decides to stay I don't now it is weird I'm invested in it now because I'm a Heat fan. It is weird that everyone is out there. You, go, you put on the television, everyone, Damien, just ask out, Lillard, ask out, ask out, ask out. And normally, I'm on the other side. Where I like when the guy stays with his team, especially the mid-market teams, the smaller market teams. I like when they stay with their team. Now, it's different this time around. I'm invested because I want the Heat to get him. But otherwise, like it is weird where everyone's going on television. Just ask out already. Tell him you want to leave. Ah. So, I feel bad for the Blazer fan. Especially with him posting that video. You don't want to think if you're a Blazer fan, why is he effing with me? It's not cool. And the agent, if you believe him or not, I don't know. But the agent is trying to, you know, calm that down. Because, yeah, like it doesn't seem like Lillard's character to be effing with the Blazer fan. But then, I guess in response to that, Jimmy Butler is posting Damian Lillard tracks on his Instagram. You know, Damian Lillard's released a few rap albums, right? And Jimmy Butler is posting Damian Lillard tracks. So as Heat fans, we dig it. We like it. But I, I, I got empathy for the Blazer fan. You almost wish it would happen one way or the other. I mean, I guess Lillard can say... I want to see what they do in free agency, but what are they going to be able to do in free... I mean, like, trades... The, the, the big trade chip was the number three overall pick. They kept it, and they took Scoot Henderson. Like, you kind of know what... It is what it is at this point. Either you're in or you're out. Now, I will say this. My mood in regards to Lillard and the Heat, it seems to be changing every few days. Because I will tell you, alright, I will tell you, and I was vocal about this, I have been pessimistic about the Heat's chances to get Lillard and about him asking out. I woke up this morning in a different mood. Yep, that's right. I woke up today in a different mood. My mood has changed. I now believe that he'd have a real shot. Is all that coincidence? Lillard, welcome to Miami. Jimmy Butler, playing the Lillard tracks. And now, and now, you get this report, alright, this is off of Twitter today, quote, this is from Sam Amick from The Athletic, been covering the NBA for a long time, quote, Lillard indeed has serious interest in joining the Heat, 
who would surely love to pair him with Butler and Adebayo if it reaches this point, and there's still an if here, considering all the times Lillard chose not to ask out before, Lillard's wishes would matter a great deal because of the enormity of his contract. My mood started to change before I even saw that. I woke up today, maybe I woke up on a different side of the bed. But I woke up today feeling a lot more optimistic about the Lillard stuff. Just a hunch, just a feeling. Feeling pretty good about it right now. So anyway, that's where we're at with the Damian Lillard watch. I want to tell you guys also real quick here. It's the summertime You know there's all kinds of deals out there if you're thinking about getting a new car. If you're in the market for a new car, you know I'm sending you to the only car dealership I personally endorse. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. The only car dealership I personally endorse because when you walk in the showroom doors at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're greeted by a friendly member of their sales team. They're going to navigate you in exactly the right direction that you're looking for. You tell them what kind of car you need. If you're looking for a Subaru SUV, you fit the entire family. Maybe you're just looking for a sedan, something fun, something to get you to and from the commute to work. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru has the perfect model for you. That's right. And get sizzling summer savings at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. New Subaru models starting at just $249 a month. Save up to $1,500 off MSRP on select new Subaru models in stock. Plus, receive up to $750 in trade-in assistance. Shop NFLSubaru.com. So easy to remember. NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue. Just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. So, I'm feeling a lot better about the Lillard stuff. I'm feeling optimistic today. Friday free agency starts. All of us, obviously, are on Damian Lillard watch here. Okay, now we got some other NBA news. And like I said, we're going to talk to Jessica Blaylock when he gets to Marlins. Marlins are red hot. They just took three out of four from Pittsburgh. Back to 11 games over 500. Now, before we get to Jessica, I want to do a little bit of NBA here. And we know every Monday, recapping your NBA weekend... Brunt Insurance has our MBA recap. That's right. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers that comprehensive insurance that are tailored exactly to our needs. I've been getting my homeowner's insurance with Brunt Insurance for almost 10 years now. And since 2013, they've specialized in not just homeowner's insurance, auto insurance, Life insurance, you need boat, you need insurance for your boat. Maybe you rent, maybe it's a condo. Brunt Insurance will take care of you. And from whatever part of Florida you're calling from, Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance know exactly your area. They know exactly what type of insurance you need. 954-589-2204. Look, when you're looking for insurance, the market, the options, it can be dizzying. Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204. They're going to make sure that you get exactly the type of coverage that you need at the most affordable rate out there. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. So, a few things I want to mention here as far as the NBA from over the weekend. You know, I used to be really good when it came to understanding the salary cap. Can you sign this player? Can you sign that player? 
all the restrictions and rules. All right, wasn't that complicated. Now, it is impossible for the average fan to understand what's going on. Why can't the Heat do this? Why don't they sign this guy? Why don't they go over this tax? Why don't they go over that? There are all kinds of punitive measures, all kinds of different rules and regulations that kick in. It is so unfan friendly the way the new NBA CBA, the salary cap works. Listen to some of the, it's impossible to keep up. So I guess I'm saying this because if you're out there wondering why they're not paying this tax, they're not doing this, they're not doing that. There are reasons why. And it's and, and it's so far beyond just the money. There are certain types of trades and transactions that you're then not allowed to do when you go over a tax. Now, do you want to talk about Mickey Harris is cheap? He doesn't want to pay tax this. He doesn't want to pay tax that. Part of it is whether or not you want to pay the tax. But the other part of it is there are these restrictions on what you're allowed to do when you get to a certain tax number. Look, I'm going to read this to you straight from here from ESPN.com. Starting this offseason, teams over, they, they have different aprons. There's uh, there's the salary cap line, which is 136, I think. Then there's the luxury tax line, which is like 172. Then there's a first apron, which you're a certain, like $5 million above that. And then there's a second apron where you're like another $17 million above that. And there, it, and there are punitive measures. And there are restrictions that kick in. It's so complicated. All right. <clears throat> Starting this offseason, teams over the second apron will not have access to the $5 million taxpayer mid-level exception. For instance, had this rule been in place last season, the Warriors would not have been able to sign Dante B. Vincenzo. The Bucks would not have been able to sign Joe Ingles. A team over the first apron will still have access to the taxpayer mid-level exception. However, a team over the first apron cannot acquire a player in a sign-and-trade if the acquiring salary keeps it above the apron. Teams over either apron are prevented from signing a player waived during the regular season, meaning like they wouldn't have been able to pick up Kevin Love the Miami Heat if that player's pre-waiver salary was larger than the $12.2 million non-tax mid-level exception. Trades are going to get even harder for these teams as the salary matching exception will be reduced from 125% to 110% starting this offseason. I mean, and also, I don't think you're able to aggregate players in trade once you surpass one of these aprons. It's so unfan-friendly. Meaning, who the hell could keep up with this crap? The only one who understands it is Bobby Marks. So, I guess what I'm saying is, when we're all going to be super critical and wonder why the Heat aren't doing this move, why they're not doing that move, they may actually not be allowed to. And it's really hard for us to keep track because, I mean, who the hell understands this shit? That's really what we're saying there. So, a couple other notes that I wanted to give as far as the NBA. I saw the Rockets. You want to talk about a perfect type of player to put next to Bam at a bio? I mean, the Heat don't have the salary cap space, too. But the Houston Rockets apparently are going all in to get Brooke Lopez. I can't believe the career that Brooke Lopez has had. I mean, he had a nice career, and now, really, a, a tremendous second wind where he's totally transformed his game and is now seen as, like, this winning player and a cog that Houston is going to want to be, like, the adult in the room. So... Houston apparently is going to go hard after Brooke Lopez. The Grizzlies, apparently, if they didn't make the Marcus Smart trade, we're going to go hard after Draymond Green. How about that? 
the whoop that trick. All right. I saw that the... Oh, how about this? The Sixers. That Sixer team is dead. Daryl Morey's got to be one of the most overrated execs there is out there. The Sixers, they're obviously interested in trading Tobias Harris. It's a shit contract. And in conversations with the Cavaliers, for Tobias Harris, the Sixers wanted in return Jarrett Allen, Evan Mobley, and a first-round pick for Tobias Harris. If I'm the Cavs, I would consider giving up a first-round pick for Tobias Harris. That's it. I would not give up Jared Allen. I would not give up Evan Mobley. I certainly wouldn't give them both up. And maybe I would give a first-round pick for Tobias Harris. Maybe. What the hell is that? What kind of request? It would be the trade of the year for the Sixers. To trade Tobias Harris and get all of that. It would be one of the all-time worst trades if the Cavs were to do something like that. Maybe I would give up a first-round pick for Tobias Harris. Maybe. That's weird stuff, man. All right, so a little NBA weekend update there here on Zaslow Show 2.0. Brought to us every Monday by BruntInsurance.com. 954-589-2204. All right, so everybody knows all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by the official beer of the program. That, of course, is Johnny Cuba. European roots of the Caribbean soul. A refreshing German lager in a can. Hey, look. There's no Marlins baseball tonight, all right? They're off tonight. It's Monday, so maybe you just want to relax outside next to your pool with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. Pick up at Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, fresco Moss. Remember, you always want to drink responsibly, and don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay tranquilo. And joining us here, of course, is our friend Jessica Blaylock, Bally Sports. As like I mentioned, you got the Marlins who are off until tomorrow. They're in Boston, Fenway Park, Red Sox. And Jessica has been uh, uh, neck deep in, in the Marlins uh, during this entire run here. So much so that I felt bad for her because she, she, didn't, she wasn't able to be at the Stanley Cup Finals games because she's working the Marlins. Uh, I, I want to hear, Jess, how did you experience – first of all, I woke up this morning – really missing the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I, I guess the good part is the NHL in general has the shortest off season. And then when you make it to the Stanley cup final, I guess it's even shorter. So that's good. Uh, I really missed the Panthers. When I woke up this morning, it was on my mind, but I want to know how was it working the Marlins games? You got to pay attention. I know you're, you're, you know, in the camera, well doing your job, but the Panthers are in Stanley Cup Finals. Like, were you keeping track? How were you balancing this? Honestly, I've got to imagine it's like a parent when you have multiple children who have activities on the same night and you're trying to figure out which one you are going to attend or prioritize or pay attention to. Um, because I, I, I mean, you know me, I, I so passionately love the teams that I get to cover and, um, I think maybe it was just a good reminder of, of being grateful that you're covering the Marlins right now who are playing such fun baseball and who are having just a really fun season to be a part of so far. Um, and then at the same time, being so proud of the Panthers and how deep they went in their playoff run, especially considering some of the teams that they, they had to go through to get there. And, and obviously what was revealed afterwards, some of the injuries yeah. that they were battling through 
Uh, but it was just one of those, it was one of those times where, yeah, it's, it's certainly hard, you know, to, to not be around some of the biggest games that the, the franchise has seen in decades, but uh, super grateful for the games that I did get to be a part of and super grateful that I got to be on the road with the Marlins during some really fun series wins and, and also enjoying uh, just how much fun baseball season has been as well. So yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is just always come back to that mindset and that place of just being grateful for, for all of it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no I in team, but there is one in indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, searching for candidates with the right skills, indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, I, I miss them so much. I, I can't wait for next season to start. I know. <laughs> it, it was so great. And, and obviously, like, you know, I wanted to, I wanted them to win the Stanley Cup so bad. But man, like this, this postseason gave me so many memories that I'm never yeah. going to forget. I mean, they were 7-0 and in overtime in the postseason, which means there were seven occasions where all of a sudden I'm jumping around the room. And that doesn't even count the best one, which was Kachuk scoring with 4.3 seconds remaining in game four against Carolina to go to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Like, you know, because that wasn't even overtime. So it, it the fact that we don't have just, hey, remember 1996? Like, we don't have to do that anymore, you know? It was, it was so amazing. I, like, yeah, I wanted to win the Stanley Cup, but... I still had, it was still, I have no hard feelings, you know? And, and the first win ever in a Stanley yeah. Cup final. Yeah. Panthers, and that, it was on home ice and, yeah. and Panther fans got to enjoy that. You know, obviously a tough ending. Um, no, no, the Stanley Cup final win. Oh yes, I'm sorry. It was game three. That's right. I'm thinking about yeah. the, the, yes, game three, of course. Sorry. Yeah, so so I was super happy for fans that they got a taste of of just winning a Stanley Cup final game and, and getting to experience that on home ice. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, obviously tough, tough ending um, because you want to see them hoist the cup. But I will always look back on this with nothing but pride. Yeah. being so proud of this team. There is absolutely no disappointment for me in any way, shape or form when it comes to this team, how hard they fought, not only in the playoffs, but how hard they fought down the finals, you know, couple months of the regular season, what they had to do from January on just to even get themselves into a position to possibly get into the playoffs. So um, I think the future is so bright in Bill Zito. I trust Matthew Kachuk, total game changer, going to be here for years to come. Um, 
yeah. I mean, if, if you are, when you think of Panther talking, you should be nothing but excited yeah. and, and like that counting down the days to the start of next season. Yeah. So I want to talk about the Marlins with you because usually when we get to this point in the summertime, it's like, all right, can the Marlins hold me over until, you know, late July when training camps are starting for the Dolphins. That's not the case this year. Like, we actually have games to watch that feel that are important. Like they're this they're meaningful. This game is fun. Yeah, this game is so much fun. Yeah, like it's we got meaningful games here, and and it's a shock to me because I had zero x. I had extremely low expectation for this Marlins team. I didn't know how they were going to score runs. Certainly didn't you know think there's no reason to believe Luis Arias was going to hit 400, but. I mean, it's it's the pitching, right? And we're coming off of last of yesterday afternoon, where Yuri Perez, I, I guess, has inserted himself into the rookie of the year conversation, right? Because uh, the pitching on this team has been fantastic, right? Yeah. Well, I think a big part of it is pitching for sure. But what's crazy is at the beginning of the season, the pitching really wasn't on track. Starters were not going very deep into the game. You know, guys were looking to kind of. of to kind of get going, the bullpen was really taking on a, a lot of innings. And there were definitely games where the offense did help out the pitching. I mean, not only Luis Arise hitting 400 at this point of the season, which is crazy, but Jorge Soler having a resurgence when it comes to his uh, career and his power numbers. You know, he's top five in the league in home runs. Um, so I think guys like Brian De La Cruz, uh, who have stepped up at different points in the season. Jesus Sanchez got hot um, for a stretch. You know, Garrett Cooper has come up with some big swings. Jonathan Davis over the past couple of weeks has not only been great defensively, but he's come up with a couple of games where he's had some some massive offensive contributions. Um, and now we are seeing the pitching staff overall kind of be what we expected. I know Sandy is still going through some struggles, but I just I've seen Sandy be so good so many times to to still believe that at some point he's going to figure it out. He's going to get on track, too. Um, but yeah, Jesus Lazardo has been amazing. Braxton Garrett. Can we talk about Braxton Garrett and how good he's been? Uh, Yuri Perez, who for being 20 years old, has been so consistent. Yeah. So much fun. And give Sandy credit for Yuri as well, because Sandy from day one has taken Yuri under his wing. Uh, he has been such a mentor. He's been such an encouragement. They go through Yuri starts together. So maybe the numbers aren't there for Sandy, but do not underestimate what Sandy still means as a leader to that staff. Um, so you're kind of seeing a lot of different things work. And when maybe pitching hasn't been great, the offense, which we haven't always seen in the past, has come through and found a way to come up with a big hit. And when the offense maybe isn't going one night and they only score two runs like they did yesterday, pitching, the starting pitching and the bullpen, give the bullpen credit too. Tanner Scott, Stephen Oakert, Andrew Nardi, AJ Puck's been great as a close. So like, there's just so many different things that are working at different times um that are creating success for this team and, and skip schumacher awesome and what do we like about staff, him what do we like awesome. about the manager i really like 
that Skip has brought, first off, just a fresh energy and perspective and a new voice. And I think, you know, what I always say about Skip is he's young enough to where he's not that far removed from the game to know what these guys are going through and to be able to relate to them. But he is on the, on the other hand, like far enough away from being a player that he can still be a, like an authority figure. If that makes sense. Like when he needs to step into that role, I think he trusts his coaches rather than tries to micromanage every aspect of the game because he understands that he's still learning as a first year manager as well. So I think there's just a really healthy environment where guys feel like they can be themselves as players, but still have a wonderful coaching staff that they can come to when they need guidance and they can, they need advice. And they, I don't know. I love Grant Brown, the hitting coach. I could literally sit for hours and listen to him talk about hitting Mel obviously is amazing and has been there for you know multiple years um I can listen to Mel talk for hours about pitching and I just think there's just like a really really good balance of of just creating a very healthy welcoming comfortable clubhouse and an environment for everybody and it's been it's been awesome it's been so much fun I'm looking at you know they just won three out of four against Pittsburgh and I'm looking at the Marlins' record at Lone Depot Park this year. They have, like, the second-best home record in all of baseball. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's kind of wild. And so I saw the crowds this week. I mean, I know – I think it was Saturday where, you know, what was it? Was it uh, uh, Puerto, Puerto Rican, Rican Heritage? Yep. Okay, so I understand you're going to get a major Puerto Rican crowd on Saturday. But it looked like there was a lot of people there yesterday, too. So yeah. is this going to start to be a little bit of a trend, or was this just – quirky this weekend because you had Puerto Rican Heritage Day. I mean, the Heritage Nights are always really popular and they always draw a larger crowd than we would normally see. But I, it's one thing Rod Allen and I talked about yesterday because we did reference the crowd again. And Rod was like, you know, I think some people from Saturday night came back for Sunday because they had so much fun. And I do hope it becomes a consistent thing because this team is really fun. It's an awesome group of guys. And you're seeing some really special things right now. The fact that Luisa Rise is batting 400 is insane. Mm-hmm. You need to see that in person. The fact that Yuri Perez is pitching the way that he's pitching is insane. You need to see that in person. Well, and, all the, and all the walk-off wins, like including on Saturday. And it's kind of like, you know, when they walked it off on Saturday and... And I was kind of all right. Is something, uh, something weird's happening here. Is is what's going on? Like it feels like one of those kind of deals. All right, something. There's there's something going on with this team right now. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And I mean, look, like even Saturday night. Look at who the walk off hero was, John Birdie. You know, another guy who is probably not a household name around Major League Baseball, but who has for years now always stepped in and stepped up when the Marlins needed him. The number of positions that he's played, he led the league in stolen bases last year. You know, like he just consistently grinds out at bats. Like, and and I think that's kind of, 
it's, it's, it's the identity of this team, right? Like that, that guy, John Birdie kind of perfectly encapsulates the identity of this team where it's not necessarily a lot of quote unquote star power names, right? Mm -hmm. Like Juan Soto or Acuna or Freeman or Betts or whatever it is, but it's just guys who work so hard and who have each other's back and who pick each other up night in and night out. And that's what makes it so special. It looks cool. You know, even when it's just the lower level filled, it looks packed when the lower level is filled. And I, I have, I mean, I know I've, I've been to games where it's been decent crowds. That building gets really loud, even when it's just the lower level that's filled. Well, it makes a huge difference. And and Skip talked about that in his post game on Saturday night, how you feel that as mm-hmm. a manager, you feel that as a player. And, you know, when you're coming back from a long road trip and you're tired and you need that little extra boost, you really do get that from a, a rowdy, packed yeah. home crowd. And I think there were almost 25,000 people there on Saturday night. Yeah. And maybe not quite that many on Sunday, but still an awesome crowd. And mm-hmm. we even felt it on the desk for a pregame and postgame show, that extra energy, that extra buzz. And it makes a difference. So I, I really, it made me so happy to see people there. Um, and I hope that trend continues because I really, really believe this, this team deserves it. They deserve, they deserve the support. Now, I don't think the team has mentioned anything, but I think we're under the impression that Jazz is going to return tomorrow, right? So they have not mentioned anything official. I know that he's been playing in rehab games that, you know, it seems like it has gone well. So there is a possibility that we could see Jazz return sooner rather than later, for sure. I think, did, no- he, did, he put on his, did he put on his IG that he's in Boston? I think he did. He might have. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. So I, I think, again, from what everybody has kind of been talking about, um, and I don't want to speak for the team unless there's been an official announcement, but from everything that has been speculated, it does seem like that's the plan. You know, I mentioned this with Tommy Hutton last week where, you know, in, in the past two years and especially last year and you know, Jazz is on the cover of MLB 2K and it's like, Jazz is awesome. He's the Marlins' best player. I'm like, Look, a fine player, but here's the thing. If Jazz is your best player, your team sucks, all right? And you looked at the Marlins last year. Jazz was their best player, and the team stunk. And so now they're going to add Jazz into this lineup, and it's like, okay, you got some other nice players on this team now. Jazz doesn't have to be their best player. Go out there, be Jazz Chisholm that you've been the last couple years, and that's a nice piece to add to this team. Yeah, and I think that's probably the most important point. Like you just said, not one guy has to be your best player, right? And and what a difference that makes in your lineup too when you're not just relying on one guy mm-hmm. to have to get the job done. You look at your lineup and you know, okay, Luis Arise leading off. Great contact hitter. He's got a good chance of getting on base. Jorge Soler right after him, which also makes them have to pitch to Luis Arise. Uh, because guys finally have protection in the lineup as well. Jorge Soler, power threat. You know, you got a good chance to maybe knock him in with a home run or an extra base hit. Okay, and then after that, you got Brian De La Cruz, who's also got power. 
you've got Garrett Cooper, who's a, a good combination of a, a contact hitter that can just put the ball in play and also can hit for power. Jesus Sanchez, who's now a lefty bat that you have to deal with, who when he's really shooting for pull side, he's having a lot of success. You know, like you can't just say, oh, well, if Luis Arise doesn't get on base, what are we going to do? If Soler doesn't hit a home run, what are we going to do? Like even the bottom of the order has been really, really good. So I think that's also a big thing is when Jazz comes back, he doesn't have to be the guy. You know, everybody yeah. in some way, shape, or form has been the guy at some point this season. And that's got to, that's just mentally for these players, has to take a load off to know, hey, if I don't get a hit, if I don't get on base, you know what? The guy behind me is going to pick me up. And I think that's, that probably makes a big difference too. The Marlins are in Fenway tomorrow. Where does Fenway rank for you as far no. as ball? That's that's no. number, now I know you're not going to be on this trip uh, and you're not going to be at Fenway with them, but that's number one for you. Oh, hands down. And I mean, for multiple reasons, number one, my dad is originally from Boston. So I grew up in a hardcore Red Sox household. Um, it was one of the first ballparks I ever went to really, really as a fan watching a game. Um, and I thought it was the most magical thing of all time. Like completely lives up to the hype. Completely have you ever lives- sat in one of the seats where you have the pole in between your legs? <laughs> I have not. I have not. But Crazy. I mean, I've, clearly, like I've sat under, uh, like right behind home plate. Obviously, like sat in the camera well when I worked games there. Sat up on the monster. I mean, I've gone, I've gone to Fenway more as just a baseball fan than I have as a baseball reporter. Um, but I, I mean, I love the city of Boston. I think Boston's amazing. So for me, Fenway is hands down number one. I remember getting a tour many years ago of Fenway and, you know, they let you, they take you around and you see one of those seats that literally has a pole in between yeah. your legs when you sit down. And I said to the guy, I go, I go, somebody sits here and goes, that's someone's season ticket. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Literally a pole in between your legs. I just love thinking about the fact that you're sitting in a seat where someone sat a hundred years ago and watched a game. Yeah. How like, I just think that's the coolest thing. So yeah, for me, Fenway hands down. Number one. Marlins are fun right now. Like I said, normally we get to this time of year and it's, Hey, how many more days until training camp for the dolphins? But the, the Marlins are doing their job. Uh, And it feels to me. I mean, listen, I know they made the postseason in 2020. Uh, and I know they even won a series in that postseason, but it was a kooky year. It was 60 games. It's not the same thing when you got the grind, the 162 games. I'd like to, you know, have a season like 20 years ago where yeah. we experienced the entire season and and make the postseason. So hopefully this, this is one of those years. Um, I do want to ask you, though, about something that, You've you've talked about on social media recently, and and I know something that obviously made you very very upset, and it's something that's important to me as well. You uh you, you have you have chihuahuas, you have you have multiple dogs, and you you adopted, you rescued one a couple of weeks ago, and it's one of those situations based on what you posted where the dog, you you, you never really know with you know the rescues, you never really know what the dog had been through, but you knew it was something not good. Same thing with my guy. I, I got two dogs. We rescued my second one who we've had for about a uh, about 15, 16 months now. 
And he was in terrible shape when we rescued him. He's six years old now. Who knows what kind of abuse there was. There definitely was something going on there. And he's come such a long way. So amazing now. Um, so the rescue is, is that kind of stuff super important to me. And I know that your dog that you rescued passed away shortly after you got him. So uh, I wanted you to just talk a little bit about, you know, for folks out there who, who are interested in getting dogs, like you should look, look to these rescues. I, I, yeah. I love the rescues because you kind of get, you get almost like news and notes on the dog because all these rescues, they're in fosters before they allow the dog to be adopted. And the foster essentially, you know, gives you like notes on the dog, its behavior and what works and what doesn't and what it likes and what it doesn't like. And it really helps, you know, for, you know, when you get a new dog. So uh, I, I just, I just wanted to let you talk a little bit about, you know, what, what, what you went through and, and how cool it is you know, to, to rescue a dog as opposed to look the dogs that need to be bought. I'm not all, Hey, don't ever buy. I'm not, I'm not all crazy about, you know, don't ever buy uh you know, uh, adopt, don't shop. But, but I, I do lean toward rescuing being the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is, is I understand that there are certain breeds that people love that you're yeah. just never find in a rescue. I get that. But on the other hand, there are so many animals, so many animals in shelters and homes. And I am a big time, you know me, I'm a softy. I'm a big time nurturer. I, I have just always been that way. And I, I am very passionate about loving things that need to be loved. And, and, um, and I'm also very passionate about thinking that if you are a person who had ever hurt an animal or a child, uh, you are the lowest of the low you are human garbage if you would ever hurt an animal or a child it's such a weird thing right like like my dog who we rescued shaggy he's a he's a cocker spaniel he's we think he's six years old um we know he he went through some shit for sure and yeah. and and it makes me it makes me mad you know when i think about oh, what what he went through and the way he was abandoned and the way that they found him it makes me really mad but at the because i love him so much and but at the same time, you know, there's a part of me where like, I'm glad because now I know I, I, I'm going to take care of him and love him for the rest of his life. And he's in great shape and I wouldn't have him otherwise. So it's it's a really weird dynamic. But but that ultimately makes me really angry when I think about it. Oh, for sure. For sure. If I ever saw I, like I'm not a violent person by nature, but if I ever saw someone hurting a child or an animal, oh, mama's jumping in like hardcore. Um, but yeah, so just uh, just the rescuing and, and the passion for for rescuing. Um, yeah, it's it's an opportunity for redemption, right? And it's an opportunity to love something that maybe previously had never had the opportunity to be loved. Um, and so that was probably the hardest thing with with Rosie is uh, so she was found on the streets of Miami and the rescue thought she had probably been used excessively for breeding. And when they were done with her, they dumped her as if she meant nothing. And uh, she had surgery to help with some of the things that, you know, she had been dealing with. Um, and, and I just think it was too much for her. And I think the hardest part is she had just never had really the chance to be loved. And then when she finally got the chance, you know, she just, I, I wish she had had more of an opportunity to really experience love 
before her time came to an end. But you gave it those days, you know, those final <laughs> yeah. days. You 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 did it. You did a yes. real uh, mitzvah there. Yes, and and that's the thing that you try to take comfort in is knowing that you know at least she knew love at the end, and then yeah. she passed in my arms versus maybe on the street alone by mm -hmm. herself. Yep. Um. It, so yeah, that's kind of the hardest part. But you you don't let the fear of a broken heart and, and knowing you might have to go through that again, ever stop you from continuing to give love. So, I mean, I have Lennon who I've had for years. There who she is, is. The, the, the OG, you know, she almost bit Minervini a couple years ago. She did. And that's why a lot of people love her. And then this is one of my newest little guys. This is Mario. Yes. And see, look at his little tongue. Yes. Look at him. <laughs> look at the tongue. Yes. Mr. Mario was found, uh, again, on the streets of Miami, sunburned and emaciated and too weak to stand. So he was rescued, and I just got him a couple days ago as well. And for the rest of his life, he will know nothing but love and snuggles and a full belly and a warm bed to sleep in. So this is why we do what we do, right, Zaz? Like, this yeah. is why we support animal rescues. This is why we adopt dogs that maybe have had rough lives previously is because now we get to love them back to life and that this to me is is infinitely worth whatever potential heartache i may have to go through down the road to know that hey you know what however much time we still have together it's going to be it's going to be amazing and, and well worth it there's so many great dogs out there be it at you know the humane society or at a rescue uh, like I said, I, I prefer the rescues. I like the rescues because, you know, they, they go through a, a foster process. So you, you really get to learn a little bit about the dog before it gets to you. And the rescues that they're so they really they they really there's a whole process where they're really making sure the dogs go to the right place. Yeah. And and I really highly recommend, you know, when it comes, like I said, my dog Shaggy, he's our second one in the house. Uh, our first our our the other one is is Bailey and we we got him. Um, we got him from a breeder. I mean, it's all up and up the breeder situation. Yeah. We got him as a puppy. And uh, I, I, at least the way that I feel about it, I think if you're looking to add a dog, if you're looking for a second dog, I think rescue is such a good way to go because yeah. number one, you don't necessarily want to go through that puppy phase again, which can be very difficult for a family. The puppy phase is hard. It really is. It takes a lot of work. Uh, but also, I think going to the rescue for the second dog, or if you've had a dog previously, I think knowing what you're doing with the rescue is very, very important because they've been through a lot, these dogs. And if you're a new, a brand new dog owner, it may, it may be very difficult to adapt. I think if you're a, if you're a previous dog owner, if you have experience, I think the rescue is such a great way to go. Yeah. And I think, the other thing is too, like dogs like this, it's not their fault. Like they pay the price for humans being irresponsible, you know? And I think that's like, I think that's probably the other part of it too, is I, to give an animal an opportunity again, like just coming back to that word redemption, you know, like their circumstances are not their fault. They're, if they're overbred, it's not their fault. It was because humans made terrible decisions. And so often like they're in the shape they're in because of the way that humans treated them. So I think it's just, it's wonderful and so gratifying 
to be able to always bring it back to love, you know, to always bring it back to, okay, well, now you have an opportunity to experience love. Now you have an opportunity to experience what life should have really looked like for you from the beginning. So um, yeah, I'll always gravitate towards rescues. I'll always gravitate towards wanting to give an animal a new lease on life who maybe would not have had that chance before. Um, and I, I, I'm with you. I will always, always passionately, passionately support animal rescues. Um, so, and I think anything, anything that benefits children or anything that benefits animals, it's just the most wonderful thing that you can contribute towards. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. I love that you gave me the opportunity to talk about this. Mention the rescue that you, uh, that you got, uh, your girl right there or your boy right there from. Yes. So, uh, two different rescues. Um, the one that had Rosie, uh, was iHeart Animal Rescue and, and they are awesome because they do not take a single penny for themselves. It literally all goes to the animals. One of the ladies just took a dog in and, and put $2,000 of it on her own credit card. So iHeart Animal Rescue, it's a local one in Fort Lauderdale. I have it linked on my Instagram if you would like to make a donation. Um, and then Mario came from Glimmer of Life. So uh, yeah, any any animal rescue though, good way to go. But and I'll, heard- and I'll mention here, and I'll mention here uh, where we got Shaggy from yeah, uh, is uh, Paw Patrol Animal Rescue and Sanctuary. Uh, so, and you could find them uh, all over Facebook as well. And that's really how we found him. Like you see a lot of these, they're not, I don't mean ads, but you see like it pops up on Facebook and you could see the dogs that they have, you know, up yeah. to the rescue, you know, and you could read a little bit about them because they're in a fall storm. Like, and I, I think I like that guy. Let's go meet yeah. him, you know? And that, that's how we, that's how I know. I saw, I saw Mario's picture and it was the tongue for me. Like, and I mean, yeah. just come on one more time. Can we look yeah. at this adorable face? <laughs> and that tongue, like, I yeah. can't, I literally can't. <laughs> uh, real quick here before we let you go, Jess, what are, what are we watching on, on TV these days? Have you finished Netflix? What, what are you watching? What am I watching right now? Um, I'm still working on finishing Modern Family. I think I'm in the last season of Modern Family. Um, really, I've just been watching a lot of baseball lately, obviously. Uh, and then I just actually, um, a mutual friend from college got her own show on HGTV. Uh, her name's Gailey Alex, and it's called Home and Heartbeat. And okay. she designs and decorates um homes right here in Fort Lauderdale, which I think was really cool because you see things and you're like, oh, I know exactly where that is. Oh, I can go to that store. So um, just finished watching the whole season of that as well. All right. And movies on the plane rides with road trips? What? Okay. So I just watched a brand new movie. I Well, it's not a brand new movie. It actually came out years ago, but it's a movie I'd never seen. Um, Secret Window with Johnny Depp. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. It was based on a Stephen King yeah. like short story, and I obsessively love Stephen King. Um, so I just watched that. Pretty good. I've Not seen bad. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's probably. And I, I downloaded the Star Wars trilogy because we were going out west. So the plane ride to Seattle. Uh, I I rewatched which Star trilogy? Wars. The like which episodes? Oh well, the original ones from like four, back. five, and six. Yeah, four, five, and six. Okay. Yeah. A New Hope, Empire Strikes, 
Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. There you go. Now All right. I got myself, now I got to get myself like mentally ready for Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny. Oh, how good is that trailer look? I'm so excited. But like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay, so I like obsessively love if I could watch any trilogy for the rest of my life, it would be Indiana Jones. Like really? I growing up, like watched Indiana Jones. And not just Raiders, like, I love Temple of Doom. Oh, I watched Temple of the Doom so many times as a kid. I love Temple of Doom. So many times. I not like it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a great movie. But Last Crusade is my all-time favorite. Like, Last Crusade is amazing. So I was so mad, though, when I left the theater after seeing Kingdom of the Crystal School because I did not like it, like, at all. Like, is that the one? Like, now, I didn't see that one. Is that the one with Shia LaBeouf? Yes. It's no good. I didn't like it. It has very slightly grown on me in recent years. I've rewatched it multiple times. Uh, I still like do not include it at all. Okay. When I all right. refer to Indiana Jones. So I'm going into, I feel like I'm going to go into Dial of Destiny with really low expectations. That's okay. That I'm going to be super angry when I leave the theater. And maybe I'll actually end up liking it. I'm very excited. I saw a trailer for it this weekend in the theater, and I was I was very like, oh my god, I have goosebumps! Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Excellent job, Jess. Uh, thank a lot for coming on the show, of course, and uh, safe travels. We'll we'll be watching you on TV real soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Excellent job, of course, by Jessica Blaylock and. Yeah, the Marlins are fun right now. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's not just holding us over until football season. Every night, you got a team that's playing meaningful games. So back to 11 games over 500 after they take three out of four against the Pirates. And they're at Fenway Park starting tomorrow as they'll take on the Red Sox. Hey, guys. I've been telling you about Sheets and Giggles for a while now. I've been using Sheets and Giggles for about four months now. One of the best decisions of my life. My man Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles... He sent me over sheets, uh, comforter, eucalyptus pillow, obviously the pillow cases. And I'm like, wow, not only do I love you guys on this show, I love having you as a great sponsor of Zazlo Show 2.0, but now I never have to worry about where I'm shopping for my sheets ever again. And when you go to sheetsgiggles.com, we're talking sustainable eucalyptus sheets, naturally softer, cooler, more breathable than anything you have ever slept on. And you, just like the Zaslow family, are going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on sheets and giggles. Sheetsgiggles.com, the only place you're going to shop for your sheets. Not only does my man Colin care about you guys sleeping well, but he cares about the environment as well as they're making sure that these are made be a, a, a lyocell process from the wood of eucalyptus trees that are grown on sustainably managed biodiverse farms. That's right. Colin's helping taking care of the earth and taking care of you getting your beauty sleep. And if you look at me, look at this, put them. If you look at me, you know I'm getting my beauty rest. Sheetsgiggles.com. Use promo code ZAZLO upon checkout. You'll get 20% off your first order. You'll thank me later. You'll thank Colin later. Sheetsgiggles.com. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal, you know it. Big deal or not a big deal, always brought to us by Water Cleanup of Florida. If you're dealing with water mold or fire damage in your home or your business, is that a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal. I don't know. Water Cleanup of Florida is going to tell you. 954-900-8635. That's 954-900-8635. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you 
if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So first up, you, if, you, if you're a Heat fan like me, you're reading up over the weekend. You're trying to get all the information that you can about the newest first-round pick for the Heat, Jaime Jaquez Jr. And how about his head coach at UCLA, Mike Cronin, with some very high praise for the Heat's newest rookie. Jaime Jaquez, same thing. Came into us with a, was a human turnover the first two months. And I just played him because he was as crazy as me. We were losing, he was pissed. I said, I can build the program with this guy because he's got heart. Now look at him. But it proves, you know, if you work hard, you have a great attitude. You can, you can get really good. You can become a really, really good player. So that's why I respect those guys so much. All right, I'm going big deal. You love hearing the good stuff from the old coach there about Jaime Jaquez Jr. I'm watching highlights. I mean, this looks like a kid who could play right away. Jaime Jaquez Jr. at number 18 overall. That's, come on, that's a big deal right there. Looks like the Heat may got his deal. Big deal or not a big deal? All right, so over the weekend, Inter-Miami, they suck. All right, Lionel Messi, it's going to be fun to watch Lionel Messi every game, but I I don't know how he's going to be able to get this team as a winner. I don't care so much that part. I just want to watch Messi play. He's got his work cut out. I know Sergio Busquets is coming also, but... I don't know if you just add Messi, if that's going to help this team become a winner. Because they suck. They lost 4-1 this weekend in Philadelphia. But the ESPN FC account, all right? That's that's ESPN. That's their, that's their account where they tweet about football, all right? So ESPN FC tweeted out yesterday. And it's a picture of a kid. I don't know, a kid. He's like 20-something years old. And he's at the game in Philadelphia. And he's holding up a sign that says... I traveled 1,200 miles to see the soccer guy. It's a picture of a soccer ball and it's a picture of a goat. He's talking about Messi. He's on camera. He's very upset. And then he throws down the sign. All right. ESPN FC, they put out a picture of that. And the headline reads, This Philadelphia Union fan traveled 1,200 miles to watch Messi's first game with Inter-Miami. Okay. This account is so stupid. And anyone else who, who, who tweets something like this is equally as stupid. Number one, the game was in Philadelphia. So why did this fan have to travel? To, why did this Philadelphia Union fan have to travel 1,200 miles when it was a home game? So that right there is obviously false. The second part, you know this is staged now. Remember where you had the whole thing happen with Jimmy Butler too? And I don't know if that was staged, but we did know that those fans who didn't get to see Jimmy play... There have been pictures of them, of them. There were pictures of them in San Francisco holding up a sign. I traveled here to see Steph Curry. And then you get a bunch of pretty stuff. Is it legit? I don't know. Is this legit? Certainly doesn't seem like it. Because there's no reason to believe that Lionel Messi was going to be playing this weekend for Inter-Miami. First of all, I'm pretty sure he's still under contract with PSG for the next few weeks. And it's already been established. His expected debut date is supposed to be at home on July 21st. In a League's Cup game. Not in the, in, at the end of June in Philadelphia. So this is a scam that this fan is trying to pull. And, you're, and if you're stupid enough to fall for it, I don't know what to tell you. So this is not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. How about this? I showed this to my son yesterday. So we all know the story by now. 
of the submarine that, you know, uh, the, the, the five folks on it trying to see the Titanic that they perished. Okay, we all know that. Well, how about, have you ever heard of Mr. Beast? So, Mr. Beast is one of the most successful YouTubers out there. Very popular with the kids. Hell, on Twitter, he's got 21 million followers. Mr. Beast is a really big deal. And, you know, he does the, does the kooky videos for the kids. He's also way into philanthropy. He's got a whole crew. My younger son, Jordan, loves Mr. Beast, all right? And Mr. Beast, who is extremely wealthy, of course, and you wonder how old he is. Mr. Beast, I think he's probably late 20s, maybe early 30s. And Mr. Beast had a screen grab of a conversation, and he posted with it, I was invited earlier this month to ride the Titanic submarine. I said no. Kind of scary that I could have been on it. And he posts a little screen grab of a conversation he clearly had being invited onto that submarine. That's a big deal right there. All right, look, it's terrible that anyone ends up dying on this, you know, on this little submarine going on this this mission, if you will. But man, that is scary stuff. You know, that's that 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 survivor's remorse or survivor's guilt kind of stuff, right? I showed it to my son Jordan yesterday. He he was shook. Mr. Beast was almost on that submarine. So that's a big deal. All right, and finally, one more for you here. Big deal or not a big deal? Neil Everett, longtime Sports Center anchor. He signed off a Sports Center for the last time. I think it was Saturday night. He's moving on. Here's Neil Everett saying goodbye. Well, this is this is the end of the line uh, for me. Uh, I'm not on social media, but Stan has uh, has told me that uh, I've, you know some of you have left some favorable tweets, and uh, it's been it's been nonstop. And I and I appreciate that because that's what you do. You do this to you know to entertain you all out there and entertain yourself. Uh, the one tweet I remember it was, it was it was somebody sent it to me. It was attached to a chain, a tweet chain, right? Yeah. And it said, uh, I've been watching Sports Center religiously for 20 plus years, and I've never heard of Neil Everett. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Only Neil. Yeah. Only Neil. Hey, hey, man. It's been an honor and a pleasure. A viewer, Matthew Glover, made this. Love and, is a uh, long road. I'll see you down. Love you, man. Yeah, you know what? I'm going, I'm going big deal. Even though Sports Center is not what it used to be, Sports Center used to be must watch. That's not the case anymore. Now it's not because of the programming. That's just about. That's just because of the way that we consume our news nowadays. But Neil Everett's been doing it with Stan Verrett forever. All right, he's one of the best all time. So I'm gonna go big deal right there. Neil Everett signing off for the final time this weekend, and that right there is another edition. A big deal or not a big deal. Brought to us as always by Water Cleanup of Florida nine five four nine zero zero eight six three five. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you. If it's a big deal or not a big deal. Yes. All right. Thanks to everybody who helped put together a great show today. Can't do it without you guys. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that fun stuff. Make sure you support the sponsors who support the show. That's how we keep this thing going. And, of course, uh, thanks a lot to Jessica Blaylock who spent a lot of time with us here today. Hey, we'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. 
I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. 